In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Genesis 17, verses 1 through 8, where I'll ask the question, why did God change Abram's name? Genesis 17, verses 1 through 8 says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you, and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. In today's world, we don't think a whole lot about the names that we have. My name has a particular meaning, but it doesn't necessarily have a great big meaning to me. It's not necessarily something that I'm named after. My parents just named me after somebody that they happened to know, and they were keeping this whole end things with myself and my siblings. Anyway, in modern culture, we don't care that much about names, but in the ancient world, your name was significant. And for you to go through a name change was profoundly significant because all of a sudden, your identity is changed. All of a sudden, there is a great shift in how you are to think about yourself and how others are to think about you. So when God changes Abram's name to Abraham, he's making a significant mark on him. He's making a significant change to illustrate the power of the covenant relationship that he is establishing with him. With this in mind, here are three thoughts from Genesis 17, verses 1 through 8. Thought number one, covenant. The Lord has made his covenant with Abram. And the Lord has made this covenant with Abram, and it is going to vastly change the relationship that they have had. It's going to change how Abram understands himself, and he's going to have this name change from a name meaning exalted father to a name meaning the father of a multitude. And this is particularly difficult for Abram to sort of get because he's 99 years old. He's had one son, but not with his wife, Sarai. And the Lord has made this promise to him that she is going to be the one through whom he has his family. And this is the covenant promise. It's miraculous what the Lord is doing. He's taken somebody who is well beyond the age where you can bear children, and he is going to make him the father of a multitude. So the name change is profoundly significant to take this old man and say that instead of you being the exalted father, you are going to be the father of a multitude, even though he hasn't had any children with his wife. Thought number two, multitude. This is really hard to put your head around because Abraham is old now. And because he is old now, he probably isn't going to have this opportunity to have a multitude of children. In fact, he just has Ishmael, who he had before, and then in a little while, he's going to have Isaac. But it's from his child Isaac that a great multitude will come out. 
It's because of God's promise to Abraham that he's not going to be the last of his line. It's because of God's promise to Abraham that his name is going to echo through the ages to now, thousands of years later, we're still considering him and the covenant promises that God has made through him because it's by him that the multitude has been blessed and the nation of God has been extended even further than what has been brought together by genetics to include all of those who have faith in Christ. Thought number three, fruitful. The Lord promises Abraham that he is going to be exceedingly fruitful, exceedingly fruitful. And there's an echo of the cultural mandate in here. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. There's an echo of that here in this promise that Abraham is going to be exceedingly fruitful because it's through him and through Isaac and through Jacob that all the world ultimately would be blessed. It's through these people that blessing would come to everyone. And the fruitfulness that the Lord commanded to Adam and commanded to Noah gets repeated here. And the Lord is going to be the one who makes sure that Abraham's family is fruitful, that they multiply, that they become a great nation, and that by them, Christ ultimately comes into the world and all nations are blessed because of him. God changes Abram's name to illustrate this great promise that he is working out his purposes for the redemption of humanity through this man and his people. And all of us who are in Christ have received the benefit of this wondrous promise. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Genesis chapter 16 through 19. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of scripture together.